have some fun, and it is going to be a night tonight. We have a dad, upstate New York dad. He posted a photo of his son's crappy school meal. I have a lot to say about this. It's probably going to ruffle some feathers. We'll get to that. We have more Biden audio from last night. We have the fallout from all that. We have Carol Markowitz. She's coming up about 30 minutes from now. She moved from New York City to Florida. Why'd she do it? What's the transition been like? We'll talk to her. We have, well, the communist educating your kids. We're going to talk a lot about that and much, much more tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to begin here with the sky is green. You've heard me talk about this before. So I'm going to talk about it again, and I'm going to talk about it again and again and again because it is true, and it is important that we understand the forces we're up against and how powerful they are. I won't go through every detail of it, but this is essentially what I've said time and time again. You probably can say it yourself by now. If the system woke up tomorrow and decided they wanted you, they wanted a huge percentage of the country to believe the sky is green, they could do it. And when I say that, you might roll your eyes or think, no way, I'm Jesse, I'm looking up at the sky now. It's it's blue, it's clearly blue. I have eyes. No, oh, but they could. They most definitely could. One guy would say it, maybe a politician. If everyone decided they wanted that to be true, you would soon have media outlet after media outlet after media outlet. They would have expert after expert after expert on scientists. So this guy's with NASA. Oh, I can't believe the sky actually is green. It's got something to do with the chemical compound. It's actually green. Hollywood would start making movies and the sky would be green in them. Don't laugh. It's true. You know they would. Communists have done much worse in the past. Athletes would be putting up Instagram videos. I'm so excited about the green sky. Go Saints! Green sky, green sky, green sky. Your professors would require you to acknowledge the greenness of the sky before you could graduate. Your doctor would have you get your eyes checked if you denied it. Green sky, green sky, green sky, over and over and over again. Until half this population at least would believe it. This is how the communist operates, and this is how it works now in this country. Joe Biden had a very, very, very bad night last night, to put it mildly. A very bad night. As just a little example of how it went as he got up there. I'm not even talking about him potentially getting us into World War III. This is a little long. Just just stay with it, and I want you to understand something. When you get to uncomfortable pauses, on my life, Chris did not edit this. This is how the president of the United States of America, the leader of the free world, sounds when he's speaking off the cuff. Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? I have no idea. 20 minutes later. And I hope with God that they're, uh, that, look, maybe I'm kidding myself. But as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera, uh, is becoming 
much more informed on the um, the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the uh, and the political parties. We didn't edit that. We didn't edit that video. That's the president of the United States of America. Now, how did the system respond? There's been a ton of this. I'm not going to play you all of it, but here's a great example of how the system responded. This is a guest on MSNBC. Chris, if you don't mind, play number 13 for me. And to go for an hour and 50 minutes, hour and 45 minutes, and not screw up. Really, demonstrably not screw up really at all. You're really hard to do that. And I and I got to say, the best answer to that real jerk who, who, who thought that mm-hmm. you could make news by asking the president of the United States, hey, are you senile? Which um, uh, I don't care what the polling says. It, just as a journalist, you're never going to get an interesting answer to the question, buddy. You're not going to make news on that. And the president did the right thing, which was to say, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's move on. But the best answer was, hey, if you think I'm senile, and I, I'm doddering, you get up here and try to do an hour and 45 minutes in front of you and your colleagues and not screw up. He didn't. I thought it was the best demonstration of the fact that the president's mind is perfectly fine. Now, do you believe my sky is green theory? It's been all over the news today as the system looks around and they, they, they said to themselves, oh, my gosh, we finally let Joe answer questions. And it went exactly like we thought. And back to what we were talking about yesterday, and we're talking about it a lot I, I want to stress this because I want to under, I want everyone to understand what's going on and the potential ramifications of it. You understand? I I, I know you already get this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you too much history right now. Although history podcasts are coming soon, but you understand? I know you get massive world wars. They start small. They start with one little thing here, one little thing there. I mean, World War One. Remember World War One? That massive, horrible carnage, people getting gassed, and millions dead, and trench warfare, and artillery blowing people's body parts all over the place. All just chaos. World War One started with one guy. Actually, it was a group of guys, but one guy shot someone. He shot Archduke Franz Ferdinand, and before you know it, the entire world. Was it war? Russia amassing its troops on the border of Ukraine is not something I expect you to personally care about. You don't give a crap about Ukraine. You probably don't give a crap about Russia. I get it. I'm not sitting here crying for either of them either. Russia sucks, and Ukraine's a corrupt dump too. But it has massive potential. Massive potential. It is a big deal if the president of the United States of America is not able to control himself when speaking to the entire world. So I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc., That was such a big deal, the president of Ukraine had to put out a statement. He put out a statement saying there are no minor incursions. The president of Ukraine understood exactly what happened there. 
It was such a big deal. Jen Psaki had to put out a written statement about a half hour after Joe Biden was done speaking, trying to say, well, uh, that's not what he meant. And let's be honest about what happened. Let's just have a frank conversation about this. Joe Biden has a bunch of advisors, military advisors. He has a cabinet, right? Maybe he meets with chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Maybe he meets with all the Joint Chiefs. He gets an update from CIA every day, or at least he's supposed to. Maybe Joe's sleeping. But Joe Biden sits down with advisors when massive things like this are going on. Okay, tell me the situation. What's happening? What are the ramifications? What are the potential? And then they start going over strategy. This is obviously very, very private. These are private meetings with gigantic national security implications that affect everyone potentially on the planet. Joe Biden sits down and gets all this valuable information and they come up with a strategy. Okay, we're good to go. But Joe Biden's mind has melted into tapioca pudding and now Joe Biden can't get up and filter what he should be saying and what he shouldn't be saying. What you heard there from Joe Biden and what Vladimir Putin dang well knows he heard there from Joe Biden is the American strategy that was supposed to be private now made public. It's a gigantic deal. It's a gigantic deal that our country is run by a bunch of ancient people whose minds don't work anymore, and they're bragging about it. I say to my members on a regular basis, anytime we have gathered in caucus, one where actually virtually or hybrid, I've said to them, under this roof, figuratively or actually, is the greatest collection of intellect integrity and imagination for doing the right thing for the American people. I have great confidence in the integrity of my members. They are remarkable. Everyone who leads our country is old and senile and can't talk. What are we doing? What are we doing as a nation? All right, we're going to talk about this upstate New York dad and the picture of his son's crappy lunch. We still have to interview Carol Markowitz. We're going to have a great show tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show, but first. Tunnel to Towers. I know I don't have to explain to you about September 11th. I, I understand that. But Tunnel to Towers started in the wake of September 11th, and they started with a mission that they would pay off the mortgage to lift the financial burden of first responder family members, military family members when dad or mom don't come home. And they've accomplished their mission so well, their charity rating is off the charts. When you give to Tunnel to Towers, it goes exactly where you want it to go. I'm so proud of this organization, and you know how hard I am on charities. On charities that rip people off, I work with Tunnel to Towers because they don't. $11 a month is what they ask from you. Go to T, the number 2, T.org and sign up to give 11 bucks a month. That's nothing. T, the number two, T.org. Go give today. Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly show and remember remember tomorrow is an ask Dr. Jesse Friday and let's just clarify what that is because I realize I have a bunch of new listeners apparently on Fridays the show's a little different 
we don't do headlines. I mean, if there are big stories, obviously we'll talk about them. We don't do headlines. Don't do any of that stuff. Friday, we take your questions and we answer them the entire show. The questions you email in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's what we do on Fridays. And here's something else. They don't have to be political. They can be. That's totally fine. Obviously, I realize you're probably a political person. You're listening to the sound of my voice. They can be stupid. You know you can ask stupid questions. It's a blast. They can be about food. They can be about women, men, jobs, travel, history. I don't care what it is. Email your questions to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Fridays are different. The week is heavy enough with all the crappy news out there. On Fridays, we try to take a break from that and just kind of turn it loose. All right, back to what I was talking about. The sky is green. Don't worry. I'm going to get to this upstate New York dad and his son's crappy lunch in a second. The sky is green stuff. Do you remember yesterday when Joe Biden was asked about the upcoming election? Is it going to be legitimate? And this is what he had to say. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on... uh whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Look, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. I think you're going to see the people we're trying to keep from being able to show up showing up and making the sacrifice it needs to be made in order to change the law back to what it should be. Okay, that's what he said yesterday. I mean, you just, you just heard it. That's Joe Biden. I know it can be hard to follow, but that's Joe Biden saying, I mean, look, hey, it, it just depends. I've, I can't say it's going to be legitimate. I mean, who knows? Remember my sky is green thing? We just talked about it like 30 seconds ago. This was Jen Psaki from today because reporters, to their credit, I can't believe I'm saying that, to their credit, reporters said, uh, what did he say? I talked to the president about this last night uh, and this morning. Uh, he was not intending to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the 2020 election. He was actually attempting to make the opposite point, which is that in 2020, uh, despite COVID, despite many attempts to suppress the vote, a record number of voters, Democrats and Republicans, independents too, turned out in the face of a pandemic and election officials made sure they could vote and have those votes counted. He was also explaining that the results would be illegitimate if states do what the former president asked them to do in more than a half a dozen states in 2020, uh, after the 2020 uh, election, toss out ballots and overturn results after the fact. And his view is that what one of the most important roles we can play now is informing and educating the public on what these laws are, on efforts to suppress their vote, uh, and even beyond the laws, uh, efforts in different states across the country to make it more difficult for them. The sky is green. That's what he said. You heard what Joe Biden said. And then today they had to walk back everything. And isn't it something that the second they let Joe Biden loose from his cage and he gives a national press conference, he gives all kinds of answers. They have to walk back immediately. They had to walk back Russia. They had to walk back elections. That's because Joe Biden isn't running the country. All right, let's go to upstate New York here. An upstate New York school has prompted outrage after a father shared a photo of his son's meager cafeteria offerings. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to blast the guy because I have some harsh words to say here. 
So-and-so shared a photo to Facebook blasting the unsavory-looking meal, which consisted of a few scrimpy chicken nuggets, some off-color carrots, and a small side of white rice. Quote, I got this photo today. It really is ridiculous. Don't come at me with the you get what you pay for or just send them with food crap either, the father wrote. The problem is that not all families can do that. We don't live in a very rich area. Some kids may not get much or anything when at home, and this is what they have to survive on. We have a problem in the United States of America, and it is a gigantic problem. You could make the argument it is a country-changing problem in this country. We have a problem that we think schools, we've, we've somehow programmed ourselves, and I realize the system has, has, has done this as well. We consider schools far too often to be places where we can outsource the raising of our children. I see it all the time. You ever talk to a teacher? I talk to a bunch of them. They email the show all the time, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You ever talk to a teacher? You want to know why teachers struggle oftentimes? I'm not talking about the scumbag communist ones. I mean the actual good teachers. You want to know why they struggle, why they get frustrated? 10% of the class. Most of the class, there are students who have excellent parents there looking out for their kids. They just want their kids to learn. But about 10% of the kids in the, in the classroom, depending on where you are, I mean, obviously in rough parts of the cities, it's a lot more than 10%. The parents simply dump Junior off at school so someone else can watch him and feed him for eight hours a day. I know school lunches suck. I grew up eating crappy school lunches, too. I started making my own lunches. I'm not going to rip on this dad. Okay, you don't want your kid eating crap in school. Maybe they couldn't afford bread and peanut butter and jelly. I realize people get in those situations, and you're never going to get me looking down my nose at people like that. Financial hard times come. I, I get it. I'm more criticizing the American mentality of let the school raise my kid for a third of the day. Your kid's going to spend eight hours a day in school, and you think that's good? It's terrible. It's the, This mentality is terrible, and they have used this to ruin the country. They got, look, upstate New York, you should be more angry about the fact they're producing a communist probably in that school than what they're feeding the dadgod kid. Be more angry about the fact they're probably teaching him to hate his country and himself and you. This American way of thinking has to change. We have to stop outsourcing our parenting. We just have to. All right. Carol Markowitz, obviously columnist with the New York Post. She moved, packed it up. No more New York City. She moved to Florida. Why'd she do that? How's the move been? How's Florida? We're going to ask Carol next. the jesse kelly show what is that music that was awful gosh did carol pick that that's you know what? we're gonna talk to carol about that joining me now is my friend carol markowitz she's a columnist with the new york post and fox news but apparently her music taste absolutely sucks carol that was awful it's a kanye song i mean that was that was you know the the chorus but yeah it's kanye yeah, I know, but that doesn't that doesn't make the song any better, Carol. You know what? No, I, I we're, disagree. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay, you are a lifelong New Yorker, or I I guess yeah. I should rephrase. 
you were a lifelong New Yorker. Yep. What happened? I had hit the wall. I, I had had enough of the COVID mania that is New York is still in the grips of and shows no promise of ever letting go of. And our family moved to Florida in early January. Okay. What specifically about New York's response to COVID was was the most grating for you? Is it the vax passport stuff? Is it schools? What, what was it? Yeah. So it, it was really a lot of things. It, there was no one moment. It was a lot of like just you know, it just, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, it was all of it, all the time. Uh, but it was absolutely the way that they treated children. I think if my husband and I, if it was just us, I think maybe we would have just powered through and, like, dealt with, you know, masking in elevators or in Ubers or whatever. Um, but the way that they treated kids and the way that they did not prioritize giving back their normal lives at all was just unacceptable to us. And we have three small kids. Our, our youngest is six. Um, we just saw them living this insane life for no reason because everybody got COVID anyway. Um, and, and and we just didn't see an end to it. We, we kept waiting for, for New Yorkers to snap out of it and say, wait, maybe we shouldn't take away every single thing that's interesting about childhood and, and just never give it back to the kids. Maybe we should continue to live the way we did in 2019 with the things that we knew were important in 2019. But New Yorkers showed no possibility of doing that. So we had to go. Carol, when people think of New York, they think of a lot of different things, but it's certainly not thought of as a dumb city. All the finance power, all the brain right. power there. It's obviously Democrat. Yep. I get that. I'm not naive. It's a Democrat mm-hmm. city, but a smart city. And yet they've been so dumb for at least so the dumb. last two years. Why? Yeah. What happened? You know, I think it's a real uh, perfect storm of events. Um, and I think that, you know, like we talk about cancel culture a lot. That is at the top of my list of what went on in New York City. People are terrified of being targeted at their jobs or, you know, just socially maybe. Um, and they w- were just unable to speak up. And for me, that was also really not acceptable. Like, I understand being worried about somebody calling your job and saying, Jesse wants teachers to die. I get it. But it's your kids. And when it's your kids, you kind of have to just like, eat that and get over it and deal with it um, and not be afraid. And look, there were a lot of activists and they're mostly on the left um, who did speak out and who, who said a lot of, you know, things that needed to be said, but there just wasn't enough of them. And so many people are just afraid and they live these like, you know, they whispered to me, like, I agree with you, but I obviously cannot say it publicly. And at first I was very understanding of that. And then towards the end, I was like, I don't, if you don't say it publicly, you're not even saying it. Like, I, I don't want to hear you. All right. You have moved down to Florida. Tell people what it's like to move from New York to Florida. It's one thing for me to tell everyone to move, pack up and move all the time like I do. (laughs) It's another thing to talk to somebody who just did it. What's it like? It's super hard. I I would just, you know, I I really tell people it was really hard. My mom, my brother, I'm very close to both. My in-laws, my, you know, my my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, everybody's in New York and it's very hard to just leave them. Uh, we're, we're a very tight-knit family. It's also very hard to leave the picture that you had for your life. We were sure we were going to live in Brooklyn for the rest of our lives. We moved into our dream house March 2020. We had spent all this time renovating. We were we really had committed to a vision. And it's hard to let go of that vision. And, and I, I really tell people to go easy on themselves because a lot of people also, they hear people, they, they know they should move. They know. But it's hard. And um, they, they get very down on themselves 
themselves that they haven't done it yet. And they're like, maybe there's no point to do it now. I'm like, I'm like, there's a point. There's a point because the insanity of these blue places is not going to end tomorrow. It's not. And, you know, and, and the other thing is it's not just New York and California. I know we talk about those places a lot, but I have friends in places like Maryland, uh, several friends who are having a real tough time and thinking, like, do I need to get out? My kid barely goes to school. Should I leave? If you can leave, absolutely do. I'm not going to lie and say it's easy, but it's been amazing. The normalcy is unbeatable seeing my kids go to school every day without a mask my my youngest had never been in school without a mask i mean things like that you, you just you can't beat it and you you have to give your kids the life that they should have and it's hard it's very hard to leave everything you know but it's necessary okay let's let's that's the good news give us the bad news carol <laughs> what's the worst part about leaving new york Oh, man, they do not do sushi here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I, you know, they, they're like, oh, no, okay, yeah, you have to try this sushi place. And I'm like, I'm so excited to try it. And it's always like, yeah, you know, this is just okay. Um, so, I mean, look, am I going to have to live with bad sushi, you know, to give my kids a better life? Like, please, let, let that be the worst thing that happens to me. But yeah, food is a challenge. Food has been, like other things, like we, you know, in Brooklyn, we had every single ethnicity of food um, within a couple of blocks of us. Here, we don't. Um, the, the idea, just you call the Chinese food place in Brooklyn, and it's at your door in like 13 minutes. Here, it's like an hour and a half later, like, oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Carol, so things like that, but uh, we'll, we'll make it. <laughs> what would you say? What, what what advice would you give to parents right now? Because undoubtedly, there are a bunch of people sitting in New York City listening to to your voice yeah. and my voice, and they're frustrated. They're thinking about it. They're scared. What advice would you give to them? I think you have to either join with more people to make changes um, and you have to speak out. You have to get braver and you have to speak out. Um, you know, I, 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 I've said this so many times on Twitter, but like you, you can't be in my DMs and that goes for a lot of the blue check liberals too. You can't just be in my DMs telling me that you agree with me. You have to be out there saying it because you're, this, again, these are your kids. You don't have that, that long. Um, again, my six-year-old had never known this normalcy. Like, think about that. So they have to fight for their kids. They have to be open about it. They have to not be afraid. And then if they can't, if they, if they see that it's not changing anything, they have to be ready to go. You know, people have left places in the past and history and made better lives for their families. And that's what they have to see their, their life as, making a better life for their kids. Carol, for the people who want to stay and fight, but they feel they mm-hmm. get they get down, they feel hopeless in, in whatever blue area they may live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your motivation up to stay involved when everything sucks around you politically? You know, it's it's really hard. But look, they have this great example in Virginia. Um, I, uh, you know, Glenn Youngkin winning was not a given. And the fact that he's like, you know, day one is uh, trying to restore some level of normalcy to kids with masking in schools and that kind of thing. There's hope. Um, New Jersey almost went Republican. Uh, It's not it's not hopeless. It's just you have to be open and you have to be ready to take the hits, which I know is hard. But you have to just find other people and you have to do it. The thing is, you have to make your decision. Am I going to stay and fight or am I going to go? And if you're staying and fighting, then you have to actually fight. You can't just stay and hope somebody else does the fighting for you. I like it. Carol Markowitz, enjoy the sunshine in Thank Florida. You, get, get ready Come for summertime, visit. though, though, Carol. Summertime's <laughs> coming. 
<laughs> Come visit. We'll see. I'll be down. Gerald Markowitz, everyone. Look, I don't know your situation. I, I, I can't possibly know your situation. Maybe work has you stuck there. Maybe a family has you stuck there. I, I, I get it. I get it. But if you're stuck living someplace you hate, how long are you going to suffer? You only have so much time on this earth. How many years are you going to give your limited time to a place that hates you? That's just where I come from on it. That's where I come from on it. There, There's more out there. All right? That's all I'm going to say is there's more out there. All right. I have – there has been a request for a story of mine. I – I'm probably going to start telling it next. It's a personal story. It's one I think you'll, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy. I don't know why people ask for this story all the time. But we've got story time with Jesse coming up next. But first, Pure Talk. Every single dime you spend, you are either funding someone who hates you or someone who loves you. We are in a polarized country now, and these corporations – far too often take political stances that you despise, that I despise. Your mobile plan, who's it with? Where do you send your money every month? Do you send your money to Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile? Because you know when you switch to Pure Talk, your money goes to a company that loves this country and a company that will save you a fortune. The average family saves over $800 a year. American customer service. I can't stress that enough. American customer service. When you get a hold of Pure Talk, you deal with a, an American. You get to keep your number if you want to. You get to keep your phone if you want to. Or you can switch. They have great deals on new iPhones and everything else, Androids, whatever you want. Pure Talk has everything you want. And they're on the exact same 5G network as one of the big guys. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show. Again, reminder, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, so get your questions in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to give you my story here in just a second. I want to chop away here at a couple emails first, and then it's going to be story time with Jesse. This one came from request. I didn't realize people even enjoyed this story, but, well, apparently you did. Hello, brother. I stumbled across your show looking for a show after Rush passed away and cannot thank you enough. I am a trucker and listen every day, and I absolutely love you and your show. So much thanks to you and Chris. Like Chris helps. The, the reason I'm emailing is because you've brought tears to my eyes every time you get upset and yell about our warriors, Biden killed. As you speak the truth about what he did, I cry and I pray for them and their families. And in my humble opinion, you do not need to apologize for popping a blood vessel. America needs to hear it exactly the way you put it. Keep up the great work. You can say my first, middle, and last name if you want. Remember, I don't ever say your name unless you tell me to. His name is Kelly Vern Hellowell. Uh, in case you're wondering what he was talking about last night at the opening of the show, obviously the show was mostly about Joe Biden's press conference last night. At the opening of the show, uh, I played Joe Biden's talk about Afghanistan and how he didn't apologize for it and he's not sorry 
And don't worry, I'm not going to do it again. But I got, I ended up getting myself really angry because it was so callous to those 13 warriors. He got killed. He got those 13 warriors killed. And if you want to hear my thoughts on him, just a warning. I normally don't give out warnings or disclaimers. I get really, really mad. Don't worry, parents. There's no cussing. I always do a family show. You can always listen to this show with your kids. But I was very, very upset. If you missed it last night, uh, the whole show is podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review, Chris, talking about how handsome I am. You see this You see this headline from the Bronx? I'm going to get to the stories in a second. A baby got shot in the face with a stray bullet in the Bronx. I've, and you want to talk about keeping people in your prayers. I'm just floored at how some people have to live in war zones. And it's just not right. I mean, I remember back when I had kids. Well, I still have kids, I guess. But I remember back when I had little little babies, right? I remember it, we just lived in a normal neighborhood, and you're so cautious with them, and they're new babies. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to break the thing. And somewhere out there, there's a baby right now with a gunshot in his face. Golly, that is just it's too, it's wrong. I just listened to your show where you lost not one but two meatball subs. If the situation presents itself again, have some pepperoni and salami on hand. Layer those on your hoagie, add the delicious sauce with cheese over the top, and broil that bad boy on low. It should satisfy that craving and alleviate the hangry, handsome giant that you are. <laughs> says I can use this. Says I can use his name. His name is Ryan. He's referencing, of course, my oldest son. He's thirteen now. He eats like a tank. All of us. You can't. You can't give him enough food. And the wife will slow cook these meatballs all day long. And I don't get home till later. Right, I'm doing a show, and I get home hungry. And he's eating all the meatballs by the time I get there. All right, enough of that. I, I realize I owe you a story. I promised you a story. Enough of this. Enough of this filth. No more babies shot and all that other stuff. Let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> about a year ago, I would say, the wife and I were looking to take a vacation. Now, nothing long. I think we had a four day weekend or something like that. But we were looking around, and this was, again, I mean, the COVID panic has just seized the country for so long. And I I will not vacation someplace where I have to wear a mask. I, I'm, you know, I'm not vaccinated. The wife is, no one in our family is vaccinated. I'm not, I'm not doing any of this because that's not a vacation for me. If I have to travel someplace and wear something over my face the whole time like some kind of idiot— then I'll just stay home. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money to go be miserable. If I wanted to do that, I'd go camping. So what, Chris? You know what I'm talking about. But beside the point, beside the point, we decided on Florida because everybody and their brother is going to Florida, right? I mean, Carol Markowitz, you just heard her. She moved from New York to Florida, so she gets it. We decided we were going to Florida. It was wonderful. Highly recommended. We went to uh, Marco Island, it was. We wanted to do something special, something different. I would spend a little money and do something special. So because we're white trash people, something special for us means I want to go to the swamp and ride in an airboat and see alligators and stuff. That is special for us. And we did it. We signed up and we had to. This is going to this is going to take part of this. Is gonna, this is part of the story here. We take off from the hotel. We have to drive a like half hour, 45 minutes. You got to go out into the Everglades for this thing. Part of traveling there was. There's this long two-lane road, 
only a two-lane road. I can't stress enough how important that is to the story. There's a two-lane road out in the middle of the swamp. They, of course, had to build this thing up. We go out there. If you ever get the chance, I realize there's not probably swamp boats around you right now, but if you ever get the chance, highly recommend it. You get on this thing, and basically it's a roller coaster ride. You're just flying through the Everglades. Oh, it's really, really loud, Chris. Yeah, it's really, really loud. And there's gators everywhere, and they're basically swimming right up to the boat. Don't worry, you're not in any danger. At least, not that I think. Not that I think. I kept threatening to throw the wife in and stuff. She didn't think that was as funny as I did. But you understand what I'm saying. So we're on this we're on this swamp boat tour, and it's a blast. We get done with the tour, and we had, a, a, I think it was, it was an Uber or something. We had a driver. No, no, it was a driver we had set up for us. Don't worry. It was nothing fancy. We didn't have a car down there, and it's so out in the woods that we had to have somebody drive us. So driver shows up. Good dude shows up, has all these waters and things like that, and we take off back for the hotel. Now, remember that two-lane road we were just discussing? Do you remember the two-lane road we were just discussing? I'm glad you do because that's important. We get out on this long, straight two-lane road here. This long, straight two-lane road, and, well, I see something in our lane way, way, way out there, and I'm squinting. And it looks like another car. And it looks like they're driving right at us. And it turns out it is another car, and they are driving right at us. And I'll finish that story in just a second. But first, Chalk, C-H-O-Q. I've been telling you about their natural herbal supplements. We cannot afford what's happening right now in this country with testosterone levels falling off a cliff. This is a company of American patriots They understand the Marxists who run this country. They want a bunch of weak men out there. People ask me all the time what I take. I mean, 40 years old. I mean, you're getting up there at some point in time. What do I take? I take Tonkat 100. I take Chalk Daily. Again, natural herbal supplements, not chemicals. You may find that confusing. Jesse, I don't understand. So they actually made it really, really easy. Right now at choq.com. They're selling the Male Vitality Stack, S-T-A-Q, the Male Vitality Stack. Just go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, get the Male Vitality Stack. But while you're there, use the code JESSE, J-E-S-S-E, because that actually gets you 30% off. That is gigantic. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, Male Vitality Stack, promo code JESSE. Coming up about 30 minutes from now, we have Lisa Booth with Fox News. I have more emails. They tore down a statue of Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, I have things to say about that. And the communists tried to kill one of my colleagues. All that and much more is still left on the Jesse Kelly Show. And reminder, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Email your questions in now, but allow me to continue with my story. In case you missed it, we're vacationing in Florida. This is about a year ago. We go out on a swamp boat tour. We get back in the car. We have a driver because we don't we don't live in Florida. Didn't want to spend the money on renting a car. Got a driver to take us out there. He picks us up, takes us back. We're on this long, straight, two-lane highway. He's driving 
The women are in the back, so of course they're talking. You know how they do. And they're talking to him, and I I don't know. I, I guess I don't understand how he didn't see, but I can see in the distance there is a car in our lane coming straight at us. And I don't mean it's passing another car. There aren't any other cars on the road. There's one car in the lane driving straight at us. And it's coming, and he's not seeing it, and it's coming, and he's not seeing it, and I don't backseat drive up to a point. And at some point in time, I said, uh, that person's coming at us. That person's coming right at us. And he goes, oh, no. And he kind of veers off the road. Now, there's lot, not a lot of room to veer off. About the time he veers off the road, the car clearly figures out it was in the wrong lane and tries to swerve over. Just like people usually do, just like the country did with coronavirus, it panicked, swerved too far to the right, and then swerved too far to the left. And this car was cooking 70, 75 miles an hour, I would guess at least. And then back to the right, well, you remember where I told you the road was? In the middle of the swamp. They had to build up this platform, build the road in the middle of the Everglades and swamp. Boom, the car goes launching off the end and out into the freaking grass into the Everglades. I tell he he's he pulls back on the road and he keeps going. And I said, What are you doing? To turn around. We gotta go get him. Yeah, we gotta go get him. So he turns back around, drives, drives over, and it's not only water out there. It's all that tall grass. I mean, it's as tall as me. I'm six eight, and the grass is over me, coming out of the water. And yet there's this path, the car carved through the grass. And I would, gosh, I'm doing this from memory now. I would guess a couple hundred feet, maybe 300 feet into the swamp and into the water. Well, I get out and without thinking, gosh, I had, this is, this is going to, this is gonna, this, I'm, I'm about to cry, Chris. I had the world's best flip-flops on. Don't shake your head, Chris. They were flip-flops. The wife had got them for me as a gift. I'm huge on anything that goes on your feet. My old man has told me a million times there are three things you never, ever, 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 ever go cheap on under any circumstance. One, you're betting. You spend a third of your life in bed. Two, your tires. Your family's life depends on those tires. Spend the money, get good tires. And three, anything that goes on your feet, socks, shoes, whatever. She bought me this nice pair of flip-flops, and I'm in Florida, so don't lecture me about wearing flip-flops, okay? But I get out, I spring out of the car, and I go running in there, because for all I know, someone's dying in the car. So I go running into the swamp. Well, it's the freaking swamp on top of all the water and everything else. It's not a concrete bottom. It's just a big bog, and I'm about two steps into this disaster, and my precious flops are gone. They're stuck in the mud. They're at the bottom. And I don't have time to stop and look at them because I think maybe someone's dying in the car. The car is still turned on, but it's kind of half underwater. And the exhaust is sputtering out the top. See, I do my own sound effects for the show, Chris. Going out the top of it. So I go over and I can see it's just a girl in the driver's seat. And I, I pound on the back window. And she rolls it down, and I say, from behind the car, because I'm so big, I'm worried she thinks I'm coming in to hurt her or something. You know, you don't just go running up to the car. But I, I say, are you okay? And she said, I, 
I don't know. I think so. I mean, her eyes are as big as saucers at this point in time. And I tell her, okay, turn off the car. Turn off the car. She turns off the car. I say, can you open your door? She says, no, I can't open the door. There's too much water there. Well, the car was tipped up, so the back end, the rear end was facing up. So she could get out the back. It was some crappy little, like, two-door hatchback. I said, okay, well, crawl through the back. By this point, my buddy Luis was in the swamp with me. We get the back door open. I have to hand him her luggage. I've got to take her and drag her out of the swamp. And that is the story. She turned out to be totally fine. I don't know whether she was on drugs. I'll tell you, the wife thought she was on drugs. She she wasn't that coherent. She didn't strike me as being drunk. I just took it as being a drunk, scared kid. I think she was in her 20s or something like that. Kind of hot, Chris. No, quit, quit. But in all seriousness, the cops showed up, took care of things. Of course, Florida cops are awesome. The cop pulls up. He says, what happened? I told him what happened. He's like, all right, you guys can go. I got it. We took off. But I lost my flip-flops, and that's the story. And that's the story. All right. Now. I have to go off on something. And by the way, I will take your phone calls because I'm not taking any tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And I have something specific, so don't call just yet. Just, 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 I have something specific. I'm going to get back to politics in a moment. But last night was heavy, and I had something on my mind today. And I, I, I think I need to go ahead and put it out to you. I'm 6'8". I just told you I'm 6'8". And I'm not complaining about that. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's so good to be better than everyone else. Chris, What? But it, I love being 6'8". It does come with some difficulties. It is hard to buy pants. Air travel, especially if it's extended air travel, I really can't fit in a normal seat. So either I have to get an emergency exit seat, which they make me pay for now. You never had to pay for those things before. Or I have to fly first class. That costs like double. It costs like double. And Chris, don't roll your eyes. You'd never pay the money for first class. You'd ride in the cargo hold before you paid first class seat money. You're not short. You're like six feet tall. Anyway, beside the point, I like being tall. However, the challenges on top of air travel and pants are this. Nothing is built for you. Countertops are all too low. Hurt your back to bend over. Doorways are not built for me. I instinctively, I've hit my head on doorways so many times, I instinctively cock my head to the side. Just I do it without realizing it now to the side as I walk through a doorway. I look like a bobblehead as I walk around. Beds are not made for me. I now, I'm at the point in my life, I can't sleep unless my feet are hanging off the bed. If my feet are on the bed, I can't sleep because it's been that way for 40 years. And I had this dream. Well, not a dream. It was more of a daydream. I think about really heavy stuff when I'm not on the show. What, Chris? If I ever win the lottery or something, you know, get just a boatload of money, I'm going to build a house just for me. And don't get me wrong, the family's going to be able to live there, but the doorways are going to be huge. The bed is going to be gigantic. The countertops are going to be like five feet five. It's going to be the greatest. The toilets are going to be elevated. The sinks, the the house is going to be magnificent. The couches are going to be huge. Little people, you you won't your feet won't even be able to touch the ground when you come sit on my couch. The barbecue is going to be huge. The pool, it's going to be twenty feet deep. I, I you, all these suburban pools. I get in one of them. I'm, I'm up to my knees. So I have a question for you. Eight seven seven. 
877-437-4373. What's something weird you would do with a massive amount of money? Do not call me and say, I would pay down my debts and I would invest some in Apple. And uh, No, 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 no. No boring stuff here. I, I, would give, uh, I would give all of it to the church. I applaud you for that. Good. You should do that. Great. That's not what this is. This is supposed to be fun. What's something you would do out of the norm if you had a boatload of money and could do it? I brought this up before, Chris. My dream, I mean, I'm never going to be able to afford this, but my dream is I want to rent a huge yacht. I mean, I mean, gigantic yacht, the kind that can cross the ocean. And I'm going to take all my friends and family, and we're going to go on a World War II tour through all the Pacific islands where they fought. And we're going to go island hopping and take tours through. The, I mean, I'm never going to be able to afford it, but that would be sick, right? Right? All right. 877-377-4373. I'm going to update you on the Biden-Russia thing because something happened yesterday. And now we have a new headline out today. And it does make me ponder something. That's coming up here in just a second. But first. Something you actually should do that's practical, that's not a yacht with your money, and it's not a custom-built house made for giants. Something you should do is buy some gold. I, I don't have to tell you about inflation. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. You buy food. You buy gas. You, it, you understand that inflation is a really, really bad problem. You also understand it's not a problem that's about to get fixed. It's about to get worse. Joe Biden's president for three more years. Get some gold delivered to your house, please. I'm not telling you to do anything drastic. I'm not telling you to build a bunker in your backyard. I'm telling you to make one phone call to Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Get some gold delivered to your house. They will deliver gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door. Tell them Jesse told you to call. It couldn't be more laid back and easy. They'll take care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Not a piece of paper, gold you can hold. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I will get to your phone calls here in just a little bit about what's something... Odd, different you would do if you came into a ton of money. Again, do not call me and say, I would pay off my debts. I would give some to my mom. And I, 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 no, 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 no. Something cool, something wild, something you probably wouldn't end up doing with something sweet. All right, but first, remember during that press conference yesterday when Joe Biden, of course, stuck his foot in his mouth, maybe. And talked about Russia and almost sounded like he said, I mean, if they only invade a little, it's fine. Oh, I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable if it invades. And it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. Okay, that's a gigantic thing to say that could lead to World War III. The White House was so worried about it, they had to walk it back in writing 30s, about 30 minutes later. Joe Biden gave another press conference today trying to walk it back. I'm not going to bother you with that. It just, he, it just They were really worried. Ukraine's president came out and said, uh, minor invasion? But what are you talking about, all right? 
And then somebody wrote in last night. You may have missed it. By the way, if you miss any part of the show ever, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Someone wrote in last night, and he had an interesting thing to say. And if I may say, Chris, I had an interesting response. Play that, please. You can you can write this kind of stuff off, but the email says, Jesse, what are the odds the Biden administration will propagate a war with China and Ukraine in an attempt to create a smokescreen to disguise their arrogance, ignorance, and incompetence? And the first reaction you have to something like that is probably similar to the reaction I would have. Oh, this isn't the movies, idiot. They're, they're, don't be a moron. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. He's not going to start a war for political problems. Have you read any history? You have any idea how many kings, emperors, prime ministers, presidents have started wars because they weren't doing that well domestically? I mean, Julius Caesar himself, when he got assassinated... He got assassinated at a time when his popularity was actually cratering. Do you know what he was preparing to do in response to his popularity cratering? He was going to go to war with the Parthians. He was preparing. It was just simply known in Roman circles. Hey, I mean, the people are mad. Let's go to war. Everyone gets behind you when there's a war. There's There's that feeling of patriotism, of waving the flag and... Look, I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I'm certainly not going to call the guy a nutter. It's not at all outside the realm of possibility, I'll tell you that much. That's how they operate. Headline from today, our good friend Jack Posobiec, the guy who has sources inside of the White House, I'll just put it to you that way. Headline, Biden administration reportedly seeking conflict with with Russia to restore credibility. Quote, Now, I told you before that this administration was going to use Ukraine as a way to wag the dog. As I said last Friday, when I said today was the end of the Biden administration, because it was for all intents and purposes, they have negative political capital. And I said, what are they going to do? They're going to use this crisis in Ukraine. I don't know if this is true. I I don't have any idea. But is it outside of the realm of possibility when you're considering an administration that clearly doesn't care about the lives of troops, clearly doesn't care about the country? They're looking at low poll numbers. They don't have any way. I mean, they're, they're looking for a way to ri- raise those poll numbers that they don't know how. Is it outside of the realm of possibility they would do something like this? I say it's not. I say it's not. All right. Let's go to the phones. What's something different you would do if you came into a ton of cash. Chris in San Diego, go. I got a buddy who's 6'10". He's a contractor. He was tired of living in little tiny houses, so he built himself a house, eight-foot doors, (laughs) 10-foot ceiling, great big big theater in the basement. You could move here and move into it, but you'd have to be in California. He married himself a girl that was like 6'2". They had like six kids (laughs) who were all 12 feet tall. But... to do if you get a truckload of money he looked he looked perfectly normal in his house and then if you got up close to him or he's standing out in the field with his wife he looks perfectly normal until you get up close and your head has to go further and further back because he's towering above all the mere mortals around him it's a good thing to spend your money on i'd do it i love it oh gosh i love this guy (laughs) john in california what would you do if you had a bunch of money 
Bell, I'd uh, buy me a house with a huge property in the back, and I would build a 10,000-square-foot playroom in the back and then build an HO-scale train layout in it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's an HO-scale train layout? What does that mean in English? Oh, HO-scale, that's a... That's just the size of the train. It's a little bit smaller than like a Lionel train. Okay. Okay. C- can people ride in it, or are you do just going to build like one of the oh. massive toy ones that goes across the room? Oh. Oh, okay. No, it's a toy one. Okay. It's one, 187 scale. It's a toy uh. to play with. But, you know, it's model, model trains. Oh, that would be sick. You know, I'll tell you something, John. Oh, I'm going to hate myself for this. You're going to hate me for it, too. I've seen something okay. similar to that before, and I don't remember where I was. It was a museum or something. Maybe it was a museum somewhere. They took a gigantic warehouse size room, and they built a model train set out of it. And, I mean, they had towns along the way. It was the most amazing yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. It was awesome. That's a sweet idea. See, that's a good idea right there. That is a great idea. Something crazy you would do if you had a ton of cash. Josh, in Canada, what would you do if you had a bunch of money? What's going on? I'd get a big mansion, nine-person hot tub, and a bunch of hookers and cocaine. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. It's a family show, buddy. Shane in Tampa. Go ahead, Shane. All right, buddy. We're buying a 50-foot, 48-50-foot MTI super powerboat. Oh, that would be so much fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're going to die, but that would be so much fun. Those power boats are so crazy cool. All right. I have to get to Fox News' Lisa Booth here in just a minute, and then we're going to get back to these calls. Something crazy, something different you would do if you came into a ton of money. 877-377-4373. Got to talk to Lisa Booth. We got more calls. Calls. They were they removed a statue of Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, I'll tell you why. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and joining me now is Fox News' very own Lisa Booth. Lisa, first, before we get into the meat of everything, what's something dumb or different you would do if you came into a boatload of money? Don't say pay off your debts or something lame like that. I know you would. I'd probably buy, like, a sick boat. Oh, I want a boat. There's such a waste yeah. of money I could never, I could, I could never bring myself to do it. But it was just down in Florida. Well, I guess you know we had a big group dinner down in Florida. And every time a boat went by, I'd love to buy that one. But I never would. Dang it. I want one of the boats with, like, the hot tubs on it and stuff like that. And I, want the, a chef. I don't even know how much how much the boats cost. I don't even know how much boats cost. I <laughs> was just fishing it. with my sons down in Galveston a couple weekends ago. And we came across Tillman Fertitta's boat. He's the owner, or at least he was the owner of the Rockets. I think he's still the owner of Rockets. Whatever. He's a billionaire. And we came, we ran into his boat, and I believe, if memory serves me, it was like $150 million. Now, granted, that's a billionaire's okay. boat, but it's, I mean, I'm going to have to save for a little while. That's all. So, like, how much money are we talking in terms of, like, because you can't just, like, blow it all in a boat, right? So, it's like, it depends on how much money we have, we're talking. Well, you know what, Lisa? Now you asked too many questions and you ruined it. All right, Lisa. <laughs> Joe Biden. I, I got I to gotta have 
I gotta have the facts. That's the other. I can't make an informed decision. <laughs> All right. All right. Focus. Joe Biden. Okay. Sorry. I ruined it. Let's go on. Clearly okay. not going well. Obviously, yesterday was a disaster. I don't exactly need to tell you that. There's a theory floating around out there. It's not mine, but there's a theory floating around that he wants this Russia-Ukraine thing to blow up as a big distraction from the fact that he sucks. What say you? I mean, I don't know. The left's pretty evil, so I don't know if I would put it out of the realm of possibility. But, like, the whole point is that, obviously, Russia, if you're, like, I mean, you know this, Jesse. If you're Russia or you're China and you're looking at this guy, I mean, you're thinking of every way you can take advantage of the United States right now, right? Like, we basically have a president who, like, should be in Depends, like, in a nursing home, not in the White House, right? So, like, I mean, the concern is that, you know, what does that mean for, for the next two years as him president? You know, who isn't going to take advantage of us is basically the bottom line. And, like, one thing I think that was great about Trump is the fact that, like, he was so unpredictable, like, you know, sending out, like, you know, going after Kim Jong-un, making insults to him, but then, like, also doing things like shooting the 59 Tomahawk missiles while having chocolate or very moist chocolate cake, as he said, with President Xi. Like, he, he, he just did, like, power moves like that. So I think other countries and, like, other leaders didn't really, like, he was unpredictable. They're like, do I really want to mess with this guy? He might be a little crazy. You know, like, he might actually attack us. With Biden, it's like the guy is so weak, right? Like, he, he, I mean, this is a guy who, like, gets beat up on the playground and his lunch money stolen. And that's America right now. And we used to be, like, the biggest bully on the playground, and now we're the ones getting picked on and, like, beat up and our lunch money stolen and, and our lunch. Gosh, that is so it's true. like stuff in a locker after it. <laughs> it's so true. We're the nerd. We've become the nerd. Golly. I mean, for nerd, you, that, that may be normal, but I don't know what that's like. Again, we're speaking with Lisa Booth of oh, no, Fox News. I don't News. know what it's like either. <laughs> Lisa, okay, Kamala Harris. He also comes out yesterday and says he's sticking with Kamala for 2024. Do these people not learn anything at all? I swear to you, Hillary's going to run in 2024. But it's like, I mean, they're all bottom feeders, right? Like, it's like, it's like picking like the tallest midget. Like who, who, like they all, talk. like, I, I saw, like, are they just like not, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, are, how are they not seeing the polls? Like, how are they not seeing the fact that like, you know, Kamala Harris is like an idiot and is even more unlikable than Hillary Clinton. And she's also dumb. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I, I, just, I honestly just feel like the past couple of years we've been living in some, like we're in some sort of like simulation or something. It's almost like everything that has been going on from like COVID to Biden to like watching the press conferences, like none of this can be real, right? Like it just cannot be this dumb. Yeah, I swear I've had several times, several moments like that over the past couple of years where I just, my jaw just kind of hangs open and I feel like I occupy a different planet than other people occupy, or at least at the COVID insanity. I, I know you're a Florida res- resident now, so this no longer applies to you, but blue areas, Europe, places like that where they're still going crazy. Is it dying? Is it going away? Or are they just going to hang on to this thing until the bitter end? See, I go back and forth. I, I think, like, independents and obviously, you know, Republicans are clearly, you know, I mean, like, so, for instance, I guess, like, I was thinking about this the other day. So, so when Ron DeSantis started opening schools, like, he was attacked. Public opinion wasn't even necessarily on his side at the time. And then now you have people like Lori Lightfoot taking on teachers' unions to get them to open schools for kids, right? So I feel like there is a change in the headwinds and, like, the direction the country is going. But then you look at that Rasmussen poll that came out and like, what was like 50%, like almost 50% of Democrats, like 
want to put people like me in like camps, right? For like unvaccinated or or think mm-hmm. that I think it was something like almost mm-hmm. half the Democrats think that uh, you know you should be imprisoned for tweeting things that were like and you know raising questions about the vaccine. So it's like then I see stuff like that and I question of how do we ever get back to normalcy when half of the country is just absolutely insane. It is insane. And I'll tell you something I think about a lot. And this is probably just because I have kids, but I see all these kids. I'm sure you've seen the creepy video floating around online of, of kids in Canada saying you should be reported to the police if you're unvaccinated, so on and so forth. I feel like we're raising a generation of serial killers. And even if that's just 25 percent of them, that's a significant portion of the population that's going to be not well adjusted, Lisa. Different than like there's videos of like uh, you know children like Uyghur children in China like pledging allegiance to like the state of like how is it right like they're like indoctrinating our children I I don't know like it's just we're in this really weird space as a country where like I just think there's a lot of similarity I mean I know you talk about communists all the time on Twitter but like there there's a realness to it in the sense of I mean even just look at like anyone who has raised questions about COVID over the past two years what what happens right like you had Fauci and Francis Collins, like, literally colluding against the Great Barrington signers, like, trying to, like, destroy their names, their reputation, like, working with reporters to try to take them down because they were raising questions about lockdowns. And then you're labeled anti-vax if you raise questions about a vaccine that was produced four times faster than, like, the fastest vaccine in history. And, like, mRNA is new in terms of the way we're using it, right? So, like, but that you can't – so then they shut you down and they censor you and try to stifle, stifle free speech that you can't question authority. So the only truth that gets out is the one that they're constructing. Like, how is that different than China, right? Like, this is why communist countries have such a firm grasp on the information flow, because they don't want the truth getting out there. They want to be able to control the narrative. And if you control the narrative, you control the language, you know, you control the people. And so it's like, I, I don't know. I think that's like a dangerous spot we're in as a country right now, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Lisa, the last time we had you on, if memory serves me, you were heating up a leftover half of an omelet for dinner. Let's hope things are going better for you now. What are you having for dinner tonight? You were very judgmental about that. I was. I was. A lot of of people eat breakfast and and it was a leftover. You know, you got to, but anyways, I had steak tonight and then uh, sweet potato fries. Filet or ribeye? Ribeye. I'm a ribeye person. Always okay. a ribeye. All right. You know, let's see. Uh, don't call me judgmental. I have no, nothing against that. That sounds outstanding. Lisa Booth with Fox News, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Jesse, nice to talk to you. Have a good night. Take care. I was a filet person, Chris. Are you a filet person? Or Wait, can you people can eat, meat, eat, eat steaks, right? I was a filet person. It's not that I'm anti-filet now, but I just... I like a little bit of fat on it. Is that great? Quick, Chris, grow up. But d- d- are you filet or ribeye? You don't know the difference, Chris? Oh, gosh. And people think I'm ed- uneducated white trash. What is wrong? You don't know the difference between a filet and a ribeye? All right. Apparently, we're going to have to go for steaks. Don't worry, Chris. I'll buy. No one expects you to buy. I'll buy. All right. And when we get back, we have to talk about this Teddy Roosevelt thing. And I'm going to get back to your phone calls. Something wild you would do. Something different outside of the norm you would do if you came into a ton of money. But first, I despise smelly things, smelly homes. I've told you the story before about how I almost bought a home site unseen. Don't ever do that, by the way. And I walked in and just, wham, the smell was so bad. I just had to turn around and walk out. I despise despise smelly homes. I despise allergies. 
An Eden Pure Thunderstorm can take care of both of those things. When I first got it, I was not impressed at all by the look of it until I plugged it in because I'm used to air purifiers being this huge tower, loud. It's just this little this is a little black box. You hardly know it's there, and it hardly makes any noise. Plugged it into the wall, and it doesn't hardly make a sound. And I think, oh, well, great. This, this was a great investment. Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever bought in my life. I, bought, I went and bought two more of them. I now own three. I have one in my living room, one in my bedroom, one in my son's room. I don't even own allergy medication anymore. You can own three when you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's JESSE in the number three. That'll save you $200 on a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE3. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I love this show. It's so much fun. In my opinion, it's the best show, Chris. What? I've thought about it. I've thought about it for a long time, and I've decided that this one's definitely the best. We're going to get to the crazy communists tearing down the statue of Teddy Roosevelt in a minute, but I owe you... Some phone calls here. What's something you would do would you, would you, if you've got in a ton of money, but outside of the norm? Again, don't tell me something lame. Richard in Pennsylvania, go. Okay, Jesse, here's what I would do. Now, considering the fact that I've been crapped on throughout my life royally over money, I would take a whole bunch of money, and just to return the favor, I would wipe my butt with it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. 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 Thanks, Richard. I appreciate it, bud. Thank you. We're doing well tonight. We're doing well. I love you guys. Dave in Pennsylvania. Go. Dave, go. Debbie in New York. Go. I think the phones are down. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm moving on. We'll get back to it in a second. I'm sure they'll work it out. 877-377-4373. Theodore Roosevelt's statue removed from American Museum of Natural History. It stood for more than 80 years in front of this museum, and they took it down. It did show Teddy Roosevelt on a horse. He had black dudes beside him and Native American dudes beside him and so on and so forth. It doesn't matter. It was an awesome statue. If you've ever seen it, I've actually seen it in person. It's sick. Really, 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 really cool. And they took it down. And you know why they took it down? Because Republicans are too weak and soft. You want to know why I call myself an anti-communist and not a Republican? It's things like this. Because when the Black Lives Matter and Antifa animals were burning things, killing people, looting, rioting, and tearing down statues last summer, I remember standing there with my jaw hanging open in horror as I watched Republicans like that loser James Lankford in Oklahoma, another loser we have here in Texas, John Cornyn. I remember watching Republicans step up and say, well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like Robert E. Lee either, guys. I think we should, I, I think we should change the name of military bases too. I, I've just, We have no idea how to deal with communists. Do you know how you deal with a communist? 
when a communist comes up to you and demands that you tear down the statue of Robert E. Lee, do you know what your response is? Don't say no, because that's not the response, actually. That's not the response. You're close, but that's not it. You know what you say to the communists? Oh, oh, you, you want me to tear down the Robert E. Lee statue? Is that, is that what you want? Okay, good. I just commissioned it. We're going to build 10 more of them. That's how you deal with communism. And that has nothing to do with love or hatred of Robert E. Lee. I don't give a crap about your thoughts on the Civil War or any of these other things. That's how you deal with people who are trying to destroy your culture. We are not, once again, for some reason the GOP can't get this. And this is why I'm an anti-communist. Because I, I will not sign up for this pathetic weakness. The GOP acts as if... We are living in the same house with someone and we just we just have a different we just have a difference in opinion on what color we want the drapes. Oh, I don't know. I want I like the red drapes. Oh, you like the purple? We are living in the same house with somebody, but we're living in a house with somebody who's trying to burn it to the ground. They're trying to destroy the house. And if you walk in your home, and someone is in there trying to set the home on fire, your response is, oh, hey, I want to I meet you halfway. Could you just burn down the kitchen? No. Your response is to grab them by the back of the neck and eject them physically from your home. Why can't the Republican Party ever get this? You want to know why it moved on to Theodore Roosevelt? Because of course it did. Because it never had anything to do with Robert E. Lee or the Confederates or black people or white people or anything else. It has everything to do with the communists destroying your culture. And once again, this is not new. This is how communists have always been. Ever look up Mao's Cultural Revolution? Look it up sometime. I did a history segment on it one time. Maybe I'll do another one. What was it? Well, Mao was in power, and then he was kind of feeling on the outs like he wasn't running things anymore. And so Mao decided they needed yet more destruction, and he revved up a revolution in his country where they then tore down everything in China. Remember how we were talking about China and how they have more history and more cool history than, like, anywhere else? You want to know why you can't get to a lot of it? Because Mao wrecked it all. The statues, the paintings, the books— he tore down the Buddhist temples. He tore down the Christian churches. He tore down everything that made China what China was because the communist must reduce your home to rubble before you will ever even consider accepting the vile filth that is communism. They must unmoor you from your home. They must take down all the pictures from your home. They must tell you your home is evil once they've removed those pictures. And then maybe you will weakly say, okay, communist, you can wreck the place. That's why they tear down statues. I don't care about your thoughts on Robert E. Lee or the Confederacy. It doesn't matter at all. If you, if you're somewhere on the right and you can't properly articulate why we should never allow them to tear down a statue of anything... You're not ready. I'm not saying you'll never be ready. Maybe you can be. But if you can't properly articulate why they should not be allowed to tear down anything, you are not ready for what we are facing right now. We are facing people who want to burn down your nation. They would, tomorrow, if they were allowed, they would burn this nation to ash. They would burn it to ash without a moment of hesitation. That is what we face. That is what we're up against. 
And if we can't be bold enough to say no in the face of things like, ah, but you're racist. Go. I'm, I'm calm, Chris. I'm fine. I'm fine. Stop letting them use your values against you. I'm not racist. I I love black people. Let's change the name of bases. Look at me. You're helping them. You're allowing them to use your values against you and you're tearing down your own country because you try to look nice. I want to look nice. Call me nice. I don't want to look nice at all. Maybe that's my advantage. I hope communists think I'm the meanest person who walks the earth. I have no desire to be nice. I have a desire to destroy communism and then bury me in the ground. 877-377-4373. We'll get back to some more fun phone calls. I'm sorry. This just daggone fires me up to no end. Golly. You know what it is? Weakness. That's what we have. Well, honestly, when I talk to you about chalk, CHOQ, natural herbal supplements, that's why I'm so passionate about it. We have so many pathetic, weak, effeminate men in this country. Maybe we ought to, you know what? Maybe we ought to get a hold of James Langford and send him some chalk. Then maybe next time he won't screw us over. And by the way, if you're curious what to take, I realize there's a bunch of great stuff on there. They're all natural supplements. Just go get the male vitality stack. Stack is is called is S-T-A-Q. It's that. It's just got three things on it. It's awesome. The difference you'll feel in your energy and your focus, I'm telling you, it makes a gigantic difference. A better mood. Go to choq.com and get the male vitality stack. Don't forget, I always forget this, use the promo code JESSE so you don't pay full price. You get 30% off with the promo code JESSE. choq.com, promo code JESSE for 30% off. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And reminder, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Again, they don't have to be political. They can be. That's fine. But we take the entire show on Friday, all three hours, and we answer your questions. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com can be about anything. Jobs, men, women, travel, history, food. I don't care. It could be dumb. It's welcome to be dumb. I mean, Republicans are dumb, Chris. I still I can't I can't believe we're tearing down statues of Teddy Roosevelt and there are Republicans looking around now. It's all these it's always the mealy mouse spineless ones who look around and go, Oh man, I can't believe this. Yeah, you're the guy when they were tearing down Robert E. Lee statues that said, I absolutely support that. I love black people. I can't. You couldn't see what was happening? How can, how can at, at this point in history, how can Republicans still be so weak and stupid they can't see we are not in a political game here? We are in a battle for the very existence of America. The people who run this country, they hate it. They despise it. The destruction you see all around you, it's not accidental. That's on purpose. They don't look around and say to themselves, oh, I I can't believe I'm messing this up. They love what they're doing. All right. Back to the phone calls. Tell me what's something awesome you would do if you had a bunch of money. Dave in Pennsylvania. Hey, hi. I got lost before. (laughs) Um, We own 80 acres mm-hmm. here in northwest Pennsylvania by the Allegheny National Forest, 23 tillable. Beautiful. And the west rest is the Great Akeley Swamp. Now, 
the swamp is like uh, planet Dagobah, I guess it was, on, uh, where Yoda came from in, in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Very primeval. My dream is to build an Ewok village in the big giant trees. Back there. <laughs> I think it would be so cool. It would be, be sweet. Oh, gosh, it would be sweet. I'll tell you, though, the mosquitoes would probably be a problem, though, Davey. I mean, swamp well, or no swamp, it'd be a problem. I, I, I would, you know, probably put in modern uh, things like screens and things like that, you know. Uh, I totally support the Ewok Village. Absolutely support the. That's awesome, Chris. Don't roll your eyes. See, that's an answer right there. What would you do? I'd build an Ewok Village. <laughs> Kale in Colorado, go. Yeah, if I had the kind of money that you're talking about, I would have to have some fun with it. I'm taking the game Battleship mm-hmm. to an Olympic-sized pool. I'm going to scale those boats in there. I'm going to have live pyrotechnics to sink those suckers. And me and the wife are going to have some fun after work. That might be the greatest answer I've ever heard in my entire life. That is such a sweet idea. And they used to have, you know, Chris, they don't sell this anymore. See, you're a child. You wouldn't understand. You know what the game Battleship is, obviously. When I was a kid, they had electronic talking battleship where you would you would you would pr- press your button oh, beep beep and then you would press the beep the fire button and it would go what, what Chris I do my own sound effects and it would go and then if you hit the ship it would go no I do my own effects for the show it was sweet they don't even sell it anymore I tried to get it so I could uh, play with my kiddos they don't even sell it anymore these kids today have got cheated Leonardo in New Jersey go Jesse Kelly, hero of Alligator Alley. I developed a theme park featuring an active volcano and hungry gators for communist pedophiles to give Hunter Biden his first real job by putting him in charge with his friends. Okay. I don't know if we, Chris, are we allowed to say any of that? I'm sure we'll be fine, Chris. Ted and Jersey, go. I would build a a driving range and a big open land, and I would put targets out there that people could aim at, like Joe Biden mannequins and Nancy Pelosi mannequins, and uh, celebrity of the week, maybe Whoopi Goldberg. And if you hit it with the golf ball, you win thousands of dollars. <laughs> I love it. Oh, gosh, I love you guys. Craig in Connecticut, go. Nice, done. Joe in Virginia, go. Hey, Jesse, i uh, got several. First, I would love to buy King's Dominion for a day for my whole family to go and just enjoy all the rides. No lines, ride as many times oh, as you want. Oh, that's a great answer. Just play. Another one, I would love to have a, a spot in the People's Republic of Charlottesville, which is nearby here, and just buy a place, start building my own statues, even like have a little war scene with all these statues of Robert <laughs> Lee and General kinds of stuff like that and and watch just watch the court battle start happening because they're trying to make take private property and make this poor little joe be more quiet more like the rest of the average population anyway love you jesse see you love it brother that's awesome no i love it i'm just gonna buy in and start putting my own statues up on there <laughs> no that's this the tearing down of the statues is, is just a great example I, obviously i'm hard on republicans about it But it's a great example for all of us, you included, of not letting them use your values against you. I've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. 
They've learned to do this. They don't have values. Remember, communists have no values at all. There's no moral grounding at all. That's why they've managed to murder so many tens of millions of people. There's, no, there's nothing holding them back. They are 100% committed to burning down the world in the name of rebuilding it in communism. That's, that's, that's what they're committed to. They'll do anything. So because they don't have any moral grounding, they understand they can use yours against you. They do this all the time. When they try to find different ways to silence you, oh, look, there's this veteran that's running for Congress as a communist. Oh, I'd criticize him, but I, I never served, and I love my veterans, so I don't want to say anything. That's why they run him. Oh, we're trying to push climate change. Where's this Greta Thunberg? Let's, let's pick some teenage girl, because they won't attack a teenage girl trying to use your values against you. The statues. Why do you think they started with Robert E. Lee? I've got news for you. It's not because they care about black people, and that's certainly not because they care about the Confederacy or anything like that. They started with Robert E. Lee and various uh, other generals of the Confederacy because they knew a lot of people on the right are so beaten down with white guilt, they're worried about being called racist. And so... Nobody wants to be the person on the right who steps up and defends Robert E. Lee, which in and of itself is pathetic. So instead, people on the right do this. Well, I've, I, I've, I've, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want him tearing down anything else, but obviously Robert E. Lee. I'm not a racist, guys. Look at me. Look how not racist I am. They know. Stop letting them do that. And when I say this, it sounds spiteful, and it sounds like I'm just in it for vengeance, but I want you to understand it's not the reason, although I am spiteful and I am in it for vengeance, but that's, it's not the point. That's not the reason I say this. Whatever the communist hates, feed it to him endlessly. The second he attacks something, he's telling you what he hates. He's telling you what he's trying to destroy. So your answer isn't no. It isn't okay, just destroy a little. Your answer is, oh, man, he hates this? Oh, buddy. Thanks for letting me know exactly what you hate. I think I'll be doing a lot more of it. That has to be the answer. No more defense. We have played defense endlessly. Years and years and years of defense. It's awful. Play offense now. Play offense now. Now, before I forget, you know I do a TV show every single night on the first TV. 9 p.m. Eastern, I have a TV show. I know it's quite a privilege to be able to look at me, Chris, and listen to me at the same time, but I do have a show every night, and I'm doing a Joe Biden year-end special, a synopsis, if you will, a summary. What, Chris? Synopsis is a good big word. I read it yesterday. Well, I'm doing a big summary on Joe Biden on the first TV. Highly, highly recommended. I think you will enjoy for sure. All right. Reef, that's a really cool name. Reef in Ohio, go. Hey, Jesse. Yes, I need a little. I need a little fat on my steak. It's got to be burnt. Anything on a steak's got to be with soy sauce and hamburger. There's your marinade. Like to go camping six months. Carl- camping for six months. <sighs> Look, 
I've done a lot of camping. That's how I grew up was camping. Because there wasn't anything else to do in Montana. You knocked off school on Friday. You threw your sleeping bag in the back of the car with a shotgun. And you went up to the mountains and you went camping. I don't know about six months. Six months is a long time camping. At some point in time, I need some homemade craft Mac or something, Chris. Something good to eat. What? What? We will get back to your calls. 877-377-4373. What's something cool you would do if you had a ton of money? Plus... I have to address something about Korea we've been talking about lately. Oh, and another thing. You know, I was talking earlier in the show about how there are three things you never, ever, ever shortchange yourself on. One of them being tires. The other one being anything that goes on your feet. And the other one being bedding because you spend a third of your life in bed. Spend the money on a mattress. Spend the money on sheets. Spend the money on things. It is funny. It's just a coincidence, I swear, that my pillow can actually take care of two of those things for you. I know you know my pillow's bedding products. You know about the my pillow, obviously everyone does. You know about the Giza Dream Sheets. You know about all these things. Do you know Mike Lindell? He came up with these my slippers, and right now for a limited time, I need to stress that they're fifty percent off. Not fifteen, fifty, five zero. These things have all day comfort. You can wear them inside and out. My wife never takes the things off. They are seriously awesome. Go to mypillow.com. And use the promo code Jesse and you get my slippers 50% off. MyPillow.com promo code Jesse. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And I will get back to your phone calls here in just a minute. I did want to get to some emails. Remember, it's not just your Ask Dr. Jesse emails for tomorrow that are welcome on the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all of it's welcome to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. First one, Jesse, when you talked about the part of Big Hex story where you started batting grenades with an e-tool, I couldn't help but let out a loud laugh and everyone around me stared. What a stud. Why is there not a movie about that man? What she's talking about is my Medal of Honor Monday thing that we did this week. Uh, His name was, you know what? Go download the podcast. You'll enjoy it. It's one hour into the Monday show. I actually, I not only read the citation like normal, I give you a bit more to the story because there's a bit more to that story that I actually know. iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes, all the podcasts are there. You You will enjoy it. It is a fascinating story. Jesse. A lot of dialogue lately about the Korean War. My uncle, Major Jim Carey, is still MIA. Jim was shot down in his F-86 and still no remains have been found. My dad, who was a colonel in the Air Force, and my other uncle have been trying for years to get info about him. Some remains were returned for other men. My father and his brothers are all gone now. But between the four of them, there are three colonels and Jim, who was a major. Let's not forget some of those heroes who haven't returned. You can use my name. His name is Casey. Yes, let's not forget. And let's not forget what those families go through. The, the MIA stuff is uh, its very hard for families. And I know people who don't people who don't know what they're talking about say, oh, it's a big deal. He's dead. Families want a resting place for their loved ones. Not in North Korea either. Jesse, I was trying to explain to my husband the story you told of the true service hero who had to put his eye back into socket after being shot. Who was he, and how can we read about his story? Or could you tell the story again? I'll tell you what. What I'll do is replay me telling at least a portion of the story. This was from Monday or Tuesday. I forget. Straight out of the movies, they shoot a bunch of flares over his head, and he looks down over the hill, 
and boom, it silhouettes more Chinese than he can possibly count coming up to him and his unit on the hill. This basically kicks off the horrific fighting, one of, one of the horrific scenes of fighting in all of the Korean War. And the Chinese, to communicate, they would bang on drums or blow horns or bang cymbals because they didn't have any radios, they didn't have any advanced equipment. That supposedly, from what I hear and you can imagine, made it even creepier when they were assaulting. It was all cymbals and drums and horns and, and they're coming from everywhere. And they start coming in waves in waves in waves. And Yancey won't hide. He won't duck down like you would do, like I would do. He spends the entire night as his men are getting shot to pieces, running back and forth, redirecting fire, picking this guy up, putting this guy here, move here, and they are being overrun. His men are being slaughtered. By the time the morning runs around, rolls around, he has no more radio communications. The Chinese have cut his radio lines. They've cut his lines. He's all alone on this hill. And his unit that he's in command of is still alive, but they've taken 90% casualties. Nine, zero. 90% of them are dead or wounded and some missing too. Chinese would drag some off. Yancey's still alive. He's trying to hang on. They're running critically low on, on ammunition. And remember, this is not a man who spent the night sitting. He spent the whole night leading like a lion from the front. Boom! At some point, someone lands an explosive up there. The shrapnel from this explosive buries itself in the roof of his mouth. His, he's bleeding so bad from his mouth that he's basically choking on his own blood. He doesn't lay down. He doesn't cry. He just simply con- continues fighting while gurgling out orders and spitting his own blood onto the snow. I'm not finished yet. Wait, there's more. This is important. The next morning when 90% casualties came along, he sees a gap where he has to send some men in himself. The men are so, they fought like lions, by the way, but they're so broken down and scared and just there's nothing left and wounded. He can't hardly gather nine men to go with him. And so he stands in front of them and says, let's go. I'm going to skip the language. But he gets them going. And about the time he gets them going, a Chinese soldier appears with a Thompson submachine gun. You may be asking what a Chinese soldier is doing with an American weapon. Americans were just fighting with or were just giving weapons to the nationalists who were fighting Mao's communists in China. Well, the nationalists lost. So they came across with a bunch of American weapons. This Chinese guy looks at John Yancey, Lieutenant John Yancey, and sprays him in the face with a Thompson submachine gun, knocking out, I don't even know how many of his teeth, dislocating his jaw, and by a miracle from God on high, not killing him, it didn't hit him in the brain, so he stayed alive. But he did have one other problem. It popped his right eye out of his socket. It was still hanging there. While his eye was hanging there, he pulled out a 45 caliber pistol he'd taken off a Japanese guy he killed, and he mowed down this Chinese guy who just sprayed him in the face. When he was done doing that, he put his 45 back in his holster, reached up, grabbed his white right eye that was dangling on his cheek, and mashed it back into its socket. Yeah, that guy's name is John Yancey. And just, I, I, I forget which show that was. January 11th, Chris? There's more to the story. I think it was January 11th. That was the show I talked about that. Um, 
He obviously had to get out after that. They flew him back to Japan. He did not die. They flew him back to Japan. He recovered. Remember, this man was had already fought in World War II and Guadalcanal. He then did that in Korea. Vietnam rolls around, and he goes down and tries to join. <laughs> he tries to join the Marines again so he can go kill more communists. And they wouldn't let him join because of his facial injuries. I mean, the guy's a disaster. And he's mad that they won't let him join. And he his quote is... I don't know why they wouldn't let him join because of his teeth is the official reason they gave him because he wasn't didn't have many. And his, his quote was, I wasn't trying to bite the sons of beeps to death. <laughs> what a stud. John Yancey is his name. By the way, would have won the Medal of Honor, but all of his superior officers died that night and there was no one to put him in for a nomination. Yeah, great story. Great story. They... They should make movies about these guys. They should make movies about them. Hollywood acts like they don't have any ideas for the for movies. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? You have a sea of ideas. All right. We're going to talk about... I'll get to your calls again. And we're going to talk about kids, critical race theory, schools. You're going to want to hear this audio. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll get back to your phone calls here in just a second. Headline, anti-critical race theory activists have a new focus. Curriculum transparency. Lawmakers in at least 12 states have introduced legislation to require schools to post lists of all their teaching materials online, as they should. Do you remember what that lady on MSNBC said? This is, this is old. It's floating around online today. But that lady at MSNBC, it's, this is from nine, ten months ago. It caused a big stir for about half a day. But I want you to remember something and remember it well. The people who teach your children, most definitely the professors at your child's university, this is how they think. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. You know how I told you the communist will tell you what he hates and you need to give him more of it. The communist despises you seeing what your child is learning. The communist despises you getting involved in your child's education. They have these moments like Terry McAuliffe did during the debate where they accidentally say the quiet part out loud and they tell you, please don't look at at what we're teaching your kids. You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. First of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were. The parents had to write to veto veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledgeable about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. Yeah, stop the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Why do you think that is? All right, we know how they think. We, we know. Why do you think that is? You think I'm just saying this stuff for effect? These people, they have luxuriated in this, in this way for decades of you sending Aiden, Jaden, and Braden off to school 
and thinking they're learning reading, writing, and arithmetic when really they're being taught to despise you, despise your values, despise themselves, and most of all, despise the United States of America. And the greatest benefit the communist has is you didn't know. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers. I, obviously, you know how I grew up. I didn't have a bunch of money. I was in public schools, community college, same thing. My parents didn't know. How would you know? Because that's not how they grew up. They didn't grow up that way. You got to be real careful these days. These teachers do not view themselves as teachers. They view themselves as communist foot soldiers, and they intend to recruit a next, the next generation of communist foot soldiers. All right, back to the phones. What's something crazy you would do if you had unlimited amounts of money? Not not normal boring stuff. Craig in Connecticut, go. Derek in Colorado, go. We're done. Moving on. Fauci's home office features photos of himself and his own bobblehead. This, there's a picture floating around online, and I'm not, I'm not joking. This picture was posted, okay? Dr. Fauci is sitting at a computer. He's looking at the Fauci documentary on the computer. So he's sitting at his computer watching the documentary about himself, the glowing documentary. On the wall, there's a big Dr. Fauci portrait picture. And there's a Dr. Fauci bobblehead. Now, do you remember what we were talking about, what we're going to do in the new studio they're building us? It should be ready at the end of the month. How we're going to upload a picture. There, there's these websites that will make you, make you these gigantic portraits of like you as one of those generals on a horseback with all the medals or a king or something. And we're going to do that and put a huge portrait like that of me in the new studio as a joke. Because it's kind of funny. If you were actually that arrogant to make a portrait of yourself, you probably you probably have some ego problems. Fauci did that on purpose. It's time to accept what we're dealing with here. And and the craziest part about this is, and honestly, maybe it's my cynical nature that helped me out the most to figure this out immediately. And I did figure it out immediately. People think Dr. Fauci doesn't like coronavirus. People think Dr. Fauci is trying to stop coronavirus. Coronavirus is the greatest thing that ever happened to Dr. Fauci. You would never even know his name. He would have, what's he, 80, I think? He's going to be dead in a while. And he was going to go to his grave without anybody really knowing who he is. You're politically involved. You're sitting here right now listening to my voice on either the podcast or live on the radio. You care enough to listen to that. You didn't know who Dr. Fauci was two years ago. You had no idea. Don't lie. Neither did I. I I did this for a living and I didn't know. Dr. Fauci is one of the most famous people in the world today. Dr. Dr. Fauci made more money last year than the president of the United States of America. Cover of Vanity Fair. Didn't he just meet the Pope, if I remember right? Didn't he meet the Pope, Chris? Not that the Pope's your thing, but Dr. Fauci loves coronavirus. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to him. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to him. All right. Now, Chris, would you do me a favor and get number 11 ready? Remember what we talked about last night about how Joe Biden basically said, I mean, tried to say 
Well, I mean, look, it depends on if the elections, if, if they pass the laws I want, then the election will be legitimate. Never forget, one of the biggest pieces of crap in Washington, D.C. Uh, is that guy James Clyburn of South Carolina. He is an absolute world-class piece of filth. He's the one, when remember when black unemployment was at a record low under Donald Trump and they asked him about it on TV? He said, yeah, black, black unemployment was great during slavery, too. I mean, like I said, he's just a bad bad person and hugely influential. This is what Clyburn had to say. Man, I man, I remember seems like it was just yesterday I was told questioning the legitimacy of elections was treason. I'm wondering in in the context of today where you have Republicans many believing uh, President Trump's big lie that the election was stolen in 2020, do Democrats not need to make sure that there is confidence and faith in our election systems even though as you point out they are currently imperfect. Please tell me how can we make sure you've got 19 states that that already passed 34 laws to make it harder to vote, to make the lines longer, getting rid uh, of drop boxes so that people would not have the convenience of voting. And and you tell me you want the Democrats uh, to make sure that it's fair? Do the Republicans have any responsibility for this? It's their state. They're the majority in the legislature where these laws are being passed. Please talk to the Republicans and ask them, why are you doing this? What is it about democracy you do not want to have? What? We don't have a democracy, but, in, but I want to I want to make sure I clarify this. They keep talking about democracy, threat to democracy, the end of democracy. Communists do not use language by accident. They use language, they manipulate language, they change language on purpose. America is not a democracy. America is a republic. We are a representative republic. We are not a democracy. In fact, they set up this country specifically so it wouldn't be a democracy. Remember Ben Franklin was asked about a democracy? And he said, democracy? That's two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. And what's James Clyburn talking about? Showing an ID to vote. Why are Democrats so committed to you not having to show an ID to vote? Well, we don't have to play those games. We know why they're committed. It's so they can cheat. They want to cheat so they never lose elections. That's the truth. We better be tough enough to stand up to this crap because they are changing the language and they are going to try to cheat. Speaking of tough enough, I've told you about Chalk a lot, C-H-O-Q. I want you to understand something about the guys who run this company. They came to me. And we had a little meeting. And you know what their concern is? Their concern wasn't the bottom line. Their concern was American men are getting weak. Very, very weak. Testosterone levels are off a cliff. And they think these Marxists are going to steamroll us if we keep getting weaker. That's their concern. And they said, hey, Jesse, we want to get involved. I love it. They sell natural herbal supplements, U.S. manufacturing, and they're interested in making sure this country remains strong, not with chemicals and medicine and all that crap either. Natural herbal supplements. I'll make it easy for you. They have a male vitality stack. Male vitality stack. You can find it at choq.com. That's Chalk Daily, Tomcat 100, and Ashwagandha. If you go to choq.com, that's chalk.com, and use the code JESSE, you get 30% off the male vitality stack. Go. The difference you see in just a few weeks is amazing. 
You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and a reminder, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. No guests, no calls. We take the whole day and answer the questions you email in. One more thing, too, about kiddos, because we always talk about education. We're just talking about how they don't want you to see what they're teaching your kids. Part of... Part of being a parent now means you have to be more aggressive with teaching your own kids how to think. When I talk to you about things like uh, Annie's Genius Box, that's why. Because it teaches your kids how to think. It's more than just teaching them about the founding and, and freedom and those things. That stuff is very important. But if you don't teach your kids critical thinking skills, they're lost. And Annie's Genius Box, they love it. They send you one a month, three hands-on activities. They're building robots and examining fossils and all, all kinds of stuff kids geek out on. But it teaches them to think. The Marxists don't want your kids thinking. They want, they want brainless little drones who just do what they're told. Annie's Genius Box will get that out of them, all right? Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. I should get you 75% off your first box. All right, Chris, before we get to headlines I didn't get to, would you do me a favor and play the leader of the free world for me, please? Why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? I have no idea. 20 minutes later. I hope to God that they're... Uh, that Look, maybe I'm kidding myself, but as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said, how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, et cetera, uh, has, is becoming much more informed on the um, the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the uh, and the political parties. <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing great. All right, I I talked about this in the beginning. Tim Pool, he has a big show. Big show. He's a good dude too. Tim Pool. He's been swatted twice. In case you don't know what swatted is, people I still don't understand how it's so easy to pull this off. They lead the police into sending a SWAT team into the home of someone they don't like. So all of a sudden, SWAT team goes bursting in your door. Good way to get someone killed. Let's just make sure we're clear about something here. These people want to kill you. The communists have no problem killing you. They tried this twice on Tim Pool already because of the things he's saying. These are deadly, evil people. Just always remember what you're dealing with, all right? And now... Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. 
Austrian parliament passes mandatory vaccine legislation. Program begins in March. Wrap your mind around that. Austria. They've got quite a history, don't they? Mandatory vaccines for everyone. And this is at a time when we're da- they're now being forced to admit things like natural immunity and other things. Nope. Some countries, it's almost like they want to be communist. Senator Hawley, DHS is prioritizing woke climate change program over the border crisis. Well, it's not just that they're ignoring the border crisis. I've talked to several congressmen. There is actually a really good chance Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS head, there's a good chance he's going to get impeached when Republicans take over the House. What he's doing right now, actively keeping the border open, I mean, they're spending money to make sure the border stays open and they're getting people around. He's breaking the law on purpose. Breaking the law on purpose. Mark my words. Chris, you might want to write this down. Mayorkas... It won't be Biden who gets impeached. They're going to impeach Mayorkas when they take over the House of Representatives. They will. West Texas border sector is now the epicenter of the migrant crisis. Oh, good. You see, they just bounce around the different areas. It's a freaking nightmare. Putin to hold a summit with China's Xi Jinping as the Beijing Olympics began. I am hearing a lot of very disturbing chatter out there about the Russia-Ukraine thing. China possibly using that. As a way to get into Taiwan. I hope we don't. I genuinely hope we don't because of all the lives that that are going to be lost out there, American and otherwise. I really hope we're not heading into a dangerous time. It seems like we might be heading into a dangerous time. These are, uh, well, they're going to be crazy days. Texas terrorist in his final phone call. Beeping Jews, I've come to die. This is the guy, the... FBI couldn't figure out the motive for. Definitely wasn't terrorism, right? I mean, look, it had nothing to do with Jews. <laughs> former Trump administration officials hold a call to strategize against the former boss's efforts in 2022 and 2024. It is really astounding how many traitorous weapons-grade losers occupied Trump's White House with him. My word. Headline, surprise, in in $216 billion budget plan, New York is awash in money. I just want to remind everybody, the blue states destroyed their own economies on purpose, punished their own citizens on purpose to make sure Trump wouldn't win an election. And then as soon as Trump lost the election, they turned around and took your money, taxpayer money, and wrote huge checks to the blue states that ruined their economy to make sure they would prop them back up again. What a gigantic scam this whole thing was. Call before you dog hotline back online after construction crew hit underground fiber line. Call before you dog? I think they were going for dig and they someone messed up there, but maybe there is a call before you dog, Chris. Infamous warlord of Chaz sued by multiple women for human trafficking and abuse. Now, you may not remember Chaz. Allow me to explain it to you. Remember the summer of insanity where we let Black Lives Matter animals and Antifa animals run wild in the streets? You may forget, but a major American city is Seattle. We allowed these people to take over multiple city blocks in a major American city, and there was a warlord in charge of this area. That happened not in Zimbabwe. That happened in the United States of America. 
not that long ago. Golly. Teacher caught taping a mask to young child's face in the class. We have monsters now in this society. Monsters look over your kids. Someone should tape that teacher's mask to her face for the next five years. They should. They should. will feed her through a straw. People have become animals over this thing, and it's sad. All right. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They don't have to be political. They can be about anything. We're going to have a blast tomorrow. That's all. 